following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This, this is Mick Shots. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Savannah Hugh Moeller, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. Well, if it's not one thing, it's another. (laughs) And this is another edition of Mix Shots. (laughs) We are right in the middle of Eagles Week. And we are the it's the cleanest show possible. Let's just put it that way. Most sanitized show possible. We got done Lysoled. Uh (laughs) To pull back the curtain here, Everson, a minute and 15 seconds before we get on the air. Sneezed, and it was a big sneeze. <laughs> it, was a, it was such a sneeze that I and I had my headsets on. I felt like my ears got wet from the sneeze, <laughs> so I was wiping off my ears. And so he pulled. He reaches down into the cabinet, pulls out glass cleaner and pull, first, <laughs> and pulls out glass cleaner, Lysol or something, and sprayed me with it before we started the show. I sneezed on you, Bill. I'm so sorry, sir. So, so we're sorry. good to go. We're yeah, good we are to go good to now. go. The whole room is ready. That's exactly right. And uh, there is breaking news right off the top as uh, lying, we get uh, started here. And um, Mickey, would you like to break the news to everyone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't already gonna, heard it. I was going to say, uh, pull out the Gilda Radner. It's always something. <laughs> and the Cowboys uh, found out, or actually head coach Mike McCarthy found out this morning when he walked into the building at probably around 5.36 in the morning that he wasn't feeling well and went to see the Cowboys trainer, Jim Maurer. And they decided that to get to the doctor and they diagnosed him with acute appendicitis. Mm. And if you've ever had acute appendicitis, it wasn't that he wasn't feeling well. There was something that was very painful. (laughs) Sounds like Bill's been through this. Uh You have to. Oh, yeah. 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 Have you? No, but uh, I still got mine. Sunday night games. uh, My first game with the Giants was against Philadelphia. Oh, it's crazy. And uh, Parcells had surgery that morning, and for appendicitis. For appendicitis, and he still came and coached. Oh, I'm sure, the game really. That evening. wow, yeah, he looked like crap. <laughs> he looked like crap. You, you know, could tell well, he was not in a good mood that entire. You know day. what happened to me when I had appendicitis? Yeah. I was on the road trip. I was broadcasting Ranger games, and it was in St. Petersburg, Florida. I came, <laughs> I came back from a morning jog. And happened to see Pudge Rodriguez in the elevator, and he said to me, "You're not looking good." <laughs> Were you feeling as bad as? You no, could? I wasn't feeling bad at that point. Okay. And then I got to my room, and I started having uh, having severe pain, but it was located up like in my sternum, whatever, and and uh, and it didn't go away. Uh, and so I went to the hospital, uh, and because I thought I was having a heart attack or something, mm-hmm. and so I go to the hospital. And they did a stress test. They did all this stuff. It was because I, that's what the the Rangers trainer said go to the hospital, tell them you're having chest pains, they'll get you right in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So they got me right in. It was, I think it was 
It may have been the next day they finally figured out it's my appendix. You were and in I, pain for the yes, entire Yes, I did a stress test, with, and my appendix had burst. Oh, no. I got in oh, there. Wow. So I wound up spending a week in the hospital and two weeks uh, before I was able to go back to work, and it was bad. So I'm sitting there, yeah, okay. You, if they get it early enough, if you don't go to the hospital and say you got chest pains and you, See, that's the, that's the, you know, and they get the it early dilemma. enough, yeah. you can you can be back at practice tomorrow. Right. <laughs> or or to, in the case of ourselves, you, you have pe- chest pains. Yeah. Then you're put you're, you're directing them in the wrong area, though. That's right. And that's what took them so long to find it. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. But because uh, yours burst, you probably had a little bit longer of a yes, I had an infection, time. and then yeah, so yeah. it was an infect, it was an infection, and then mm-hmm. uh, I spent a week in the hospital in St. So Petersburg. So you, yeah. you, Jimmy Smith, yeah, basically. Jimmy Smith, yeah. the Cowboys wide receiver, his yeah. bursted, yeah, and they they were treating him for I don't know what, but his appendix burst, and he basically I think Been there, missed that. the rest of the season. Damn. So. Yours burst while they were misdiagnosing? Basically, I guess. I don't know when it burst, but it burst. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I, I found out the uh, uh, how they test you for it because mm-hmm. when I had, like, really bad side pains and I went to the emergency place across the street here and they started checking all this stuff and she's feeling around and, she, and I'm going, is this my appendix? Because mm-hmm. it was kind of on that side and she pressed really hard where your appendix is mm-hmm. and she goes, no, nah, it's not your appendix because you would have jumped out uh-huh. of the bed after right. I pushed that hard and it ended up being a kidney stone. Well, it's a, it's a thing that you don't even really need, right? No. Apparently That's not. like, That's why is it there? <laughs> right. That's crazy. That and, and a kidney, obviously. So, you don't, so, yeah, you don't yeah, need both right. kidneys either. So that's weird. So anyway, <laughs> uh, he's slated for surgery, McCarthy, this afternoon and should be released uh, at the in the evening. And, so and that, Which means it's a scope. So basically, mm-hmm. yeah. And... Uh, you know, from all what so Dan Quinn's uh, stepped in for the press conference today and basically said that uh, you know the, McCarthy expects to be good to go uh, for the game, and I, I, I'm paraphrasing here, but I think his quote was, "Do you think this Irishman's going to miss this game?" <laughs> uh, and so uh, they'll carry on without him for maybe a day, yeah. two days at the most. And I bet he's back. Well, you know, they're not going to let you stay in the hospital long. No. They try to get exactly you out of the right. hospital real fast. Insurance yeah. don't want you sleeping <laughs> in the hospital. They do not want right? you having fun. <laughs> don't rest in the hospital. Rest at home. So but, anyway. Yeah, Dan Quinn even said he'll probably be calling later tonight or watching watching tape or adding in to, to whatever they're doing today in practice. So. Well, and that's, that's one of the significant things about this. This is the install day. I mean, when the players get back today, now obviously Dak has been at it probably, I mean, the last couple of days for sure. But uh, for when when you're the offensive coordinator or the play caller in this case, Brian Schottenheimer, the offensive coordinator, you're heavily involved in the install today. Mm. And um, but everything's been planned out already. Right. So now Brian Schottenheimer just kind of runs the offensive practice. Right. What you worry about is just being ready to call plays on Sunday. And I was getting ready to ask you, did you ever have a coach miss a game or yeah. miss a practice? Yeah. So you just told he us didn't. He didn't miss 
miss anything. Yeah. He did not What about miss Tom? It. Did Tom ever get sick and Come miss on, it? It's Tom. Tom <laughs> never gets sick. Get sick. Give me a break. Never missed a Tom, practice. Even or when anything. they were trying to shoot at him, Tom wasn't going to miss a game. <laughs> that's, that's Tom, man. <laughs> they don't make him like that anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, anyway, and, and, and so the, this is kind of ironic, but I was going to. Uh, come in today, I did a little bit of research on the longest active winning streaks in the NFL right now. And it's basically four straight. It's it's the Cowboys, Indianapolis, and San Francisco. San Francisco, yeah. Active, right? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, you know, winning streaks in the NFL, so many factors cause whatever, mm-hmm. right? It's like there's always something. It might be playing on the road. It might be weather. It might be injuries. I didn't think of it might be the head coach getting an <laughs> appendicitis attack, right? But it seems like always something. The, the, the longest one this year, winning streak, was six games by Kansas City. And then Denver, and then there were six teams, including Philadelphia, twice with five-game winning streaks. And now... The longest active is the Cowboys with four. Mm. And, Bill, you know, when we were talking about after the loss to uh, the Eagles the first time, it's like, okay, they got to win four straight. And Bill said, well, they got to win five straight. Right. Mm-hmm. So think about it. Even if they win five straight, they're not out of the woods. Nope. Right? And I, I kept following up with Bill saying that it's going to be down the stretch all the way. So think about it. What, what, Everybody's asking is, okay, beat the Eagles and then win your next, what, four games? Nine straight? Mm. Twelve straight? It's tough. It's tough. And, so, and you still might have to go on the road if you make the championship game. Right. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're, it's a tough stretch for them. Uh, after having won this many games, can you win another one? Five straight, right? Uh, and then, well, what about the next two that we talked about that are – uh, on the road, um, so yeah, the the odds are not with you winning that many straight in this game, and then this happened today, and I'm going, maybe I was clairvoyant, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And, and what? One of the reasons I said five straight, besides the fact that Philadelphia happened to be the fifth straight, mm-hmm. is I had done this research before in previous seasons. When the Cowboys have won Super Bowls, they've always had a stretch during the season where they've won at least five straight games, it mm, seems like. Right. And um, I'm just now going back through it. The first time they won the Super Bowl in 71, it was 10 in a row to win the Super Bowl. That included the Super Bowl game. In 77, they they started the season with four, five, six, seven. They were what? Uh seven or eight in a row to start the season there, 92, 93. I did see it in 95. Uh, I think it was four games. They had they had two or three four-game win streaks, including – but they had a five-game win streak, which included the Super Bowl that year. And even so, go to 91 when they finished the season on a five-game win right. streak yeah. to, to yeah. get into the playoffs. And I could always remember Tom Landry saying, I want my team streaking into the playoffs. You don't want to go in limping and having losses. And this was before teams qualified and then the last game of the season, right. they would blow off. Right. I don't think there mm-hmm. was any games blown off in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. What, uh, what, what would you think, which team would you think was Jimmy's best team? 92. Did they have a streak going in 92? 
actually, it might have been 93. It probably was 93. I because just immediately said 92. It, they lost because. the first two. Then they won All the, the next seven. And then they lost the two Sunday Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And he basically told them, we, we got to win the last however many games, five games in a row, to get home field advantage. And remember... They didn't win the last one until overtime against the Giants to right. just win the division. Here's what happened in 93. In 93, and I spoke to you, so I, 93 okay. was their better team. Okay. Don't you think? Yes. Seven, okay, they went to 0-2 without Emmett, and then seven in a they row. did seven, okay. And then Thanksgiving week, they lost that game at Atlanta, 27-14, and then the Leon Lett game on Thanksgiving Day Miami against Miami, in the 16-14. That's not fair. And then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> that is not cool. You know, he just like casually threw him under the bus, man. <laughs> Go ahead, finish up. And the man. Cowboys lost that game in right. '81. Yeah. Everson Walls, right? The Everson Walls game in '81. <laughs> there was Stop it from going to the Super Bowl. It wasn't the catch. It was <laughs> Everson Walls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it was five straight to end the regular right. season and okay. then three in a row. So it was he, basically they ended with an eight-game win streak to win the Super Bowl. And if he was a jockey, he went to the whip over those last five games. Yeah. And I remember Daryl Johnson telling me after that whole streak and the, the Super Bowl, he said, Jimmy drove us as hard as anybody could imagine, and I don't know if he could ever do that again. And when he told me that, it was like, because he pulled out all the tricks, right, to drive him. And then he stepped away, basically, right? His five years were up, and him and Jerry yeah. had the little deal. But, again, I think there was some some doubt on he coached us so hard, how is he going to come back and do it again, mm-hmm. right? Well, I, I wonder, uh, do they get too tired? Winning, you know, trying to win this, you keep the streak going during right. the regular season, and then what you got left for the playoffs. That's kind of what you you worry about a little bit with with any team, and with that team, did they end up with home field advantage in '93? Yes, but only yep. because they won the division and then ended up with a twelve and uh, twelve. Well, yeah, 12 in, in, in '92, I, I guess it was '92. They went uh, they went to San Fran and won. Yes, the, in the, the right the NFC title game, yeah. which which is. 92 That's was my favorite. Win, in 92, they went 13-3 and three in the yeah. regular season. Yeah. And it's hard to say which one is, is yeah. better. Right. right. But they were better than 95. Yes. Those yep. two years, yes. I think. Yeah. But, yeah. So, so well, what happened in 81? Did, did you guys That's finish a with a, a winning streak at the uh, end of the season? 81, 81. It was four straight to start the season, then two losses. St. Louis and San Francisco, mm-hmm. two road losses, and then four straight, then a loss at Detroit, four straight, then a loss to end the season in overtime at the Giants. And then, that's right. See, yeah. that's why you didn't win the Super Bowl. It had nothing to do with the catch. You didn't have a five-game win streak. You only had four-game win streaks that year. But if San Fran – was San Fran able to – I mean, were they already ahead of us? Could we have – Overcome twelve. Uh, okay, so because we, we we lost the tiebreaker. Yeah, you did. Right. I don't we, think we winning. Ended in, up, they ended up. You know we what? Lost at I San Francisco. That. The, the, the Giants 14. game didn't mean anything. 
The Giants mm-hmm. the game mean, meant nothing to us and if so I recall. Because they already had. And we were, I think we were mad because we went into overtime. <laughs> like, come on, man, can we get out of here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, 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 it's an overtime, and it didn't mean anything to us. Right. I yeah. remember that. And then the yeah. next week, he took on Doug Williams and Tampa Bay, and it was 38 Killed to nothing. Him. Killed him. Dennis Thurman's game. Yeah. Pick six. How many playoffs games did they have to win to get to the NFC? Just that title? one. Just one, and yeah. then you're in. Yeah, we, we couldn't have uh, – that last game against the Giants didn't mean anything. Yeah. yeah. So that would have been a five-game win streak. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> we just rewrote history. All right. So that is the news of the day right now. And we've got a football team on a football field that Mickey has – Without checked. their football coach. That's right. Yeah. And we'll talk about that when we come back here on Mix Shots in a moment. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With Blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at Blockchain.com. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Back, back to mixed shots. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, the official roofer of the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. All right. Here on a Wednesday at the Star News-filled Wednesday, and Mickey's got a legal pad filled with items he wants to get to. Well, the last one is they made a little roster adjustment today. Uh, Sean McEwen uh, was placed on injured reserve, and Peyton Hendershot was activated off of IR to the 53-man roster. And Matt Willetsko opened up his 21-day window to begin practicing. He is on IR return. So they made a little roster adjustment uh, today before the practice. Mm. And Zach Ertz is not signed with Philadelphia. 
He has? He's not. Oh, he's not. <laughs> There's a lot of speculation. That, well, you know uh, what the new speculation? Right back, huh? yeah. The new speculation is Nadamakan Sue. They're thinking mm. about signing him. Mm. And he hasn't played they, all year. They don't have enough big defensive tackles on their defense that they haven't drafted <laughs> well, two in the first round what, out of Georgia the last couple of what years. What were the scores of their last two games? Because I thought I read something that they've given up like 76 points in the Well, last they gave two up games. 42 <laughs> right. to those so San Francisco kinda 49ers, and they gave up 34 to the Buffalo Bills. How much to us? Is that 76? That would be 76. How much to us? And 20, no, I meant the last two games. Right. And it was the Cowboy game up there was 28 23. 23. Oh, okay. So it's almost like they're trying to pick Should have up been two more touchdowns. Yeah, right. Or mm-hmm. two and a two point, a one mm-hmm. and a two point conversion. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're just picking up everybody. I, I, but again, somebody said, well, how do they have the cap space? Well, you only got to pay the guy for five games. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, when they said they signed uh, Leonard to a one year deal, well, it's a five game. Okay, let me deal. ask you this about Shaq Leonard. Um, because some, I was doing a podcast with a guy in Philadelphia this morning, and we were talking about Shaq Leonard. And I'll, I'll tell you how I answered this question after you tell me how you would answer it. Where does Shaq Leonard fit in right now on this Cowboys team? Like, there's speculation that, okay, in Philadelphia – with what they have going on at linebacker right now, Nick Morrow and Christian Ellis with their two linebackers in the game against San Francisco last week. We saw how that went. That that he would be able to step on the field and pretty much get snaps immediately. Okay, what do you, how do you think, if he had signed with Dallas, what do you think the scenario would have been as far as how many snaps he gets on defense this week and in the next couple of weeks after that? Well, I was told it would be more of a depth move and that it would be spotted on maybe how the offense, what kind of formation they're in, uh, that if he was on the packages, Sub-packages, exactly. I agree. I I agree, and that's how I answered it. I said, you know, they've got – the Cowboys have Damone Clark Mm -hmm. and Marquise Bell, who has been playing as – as well as anybody on the defense, it seems like, you know, all season. And it was – and that's basically the way I put it. It's a depth move. It's, it's a move where if you had an injury to – at your linebacking core, okay, you got Rashawn Evans, who's had a hard time getting on the field. He had three snaps last week. Yeah, I think he had 14 is most number of snaps he's had in a game. That was when Bell was nursing something. Mm-hmm. And, but if you lost one of those guys – And Micah Parsons, a full-time linebacker. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But even for – but for – if Shaq Leonard's on the team, that gives you – it fortifies the position, you know. Right. And it does, yeah. there – and it – you know what? If they were honest, they probably explained it to him that way. That's right. And so, and so when we're talking about, oh, he picked Philadelphia because he thinks Philadelphia has a better chance to win the Super Bowl. Now he's got a better chance to get on the. F- he, uh, now he may think need, that, that he may think that. But even if if you look at both teams have equal equal chance to win the Super Bowl, okay, the better opportunity for him to get snaps appears to be in Philadelphia than here. And right he needs now. to reestablish himself because Mm -hmm. so something was going on in Indianapolis from what I heard uh he wasn't playing as well as he had been and they had reduced his snaps and he didn't like it 
and he was starting to become vocal. And they basically were thinking, okay, we need to, we need to cut this right now. We, we, we need to cut ties. Probably not going to be here next year because his cap hit was so high. And so they decided, even though they're in the playoff race, that they needed to move forward and not disrupt the locker room. He must have really been disruptive because he's accustomed to speaking out. He's one of the leaders yes. of the team. Right. And you would think that he'd get a little bit more respect let's, let's, from the let's coach put it this way. What if, what if Everson Walls was yeah, in that position? Yeah, I was just position? thinking this. What? <laughs> okay. What, what, if, what if it was a situation where Everson Walls at uh, – 1989. Okay. Yeah, I think we're, I know where you're going here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now you you started. You continued to start, right? Uh. Uh-uh. Okay, you didn't. Uh-uh. Okay. But no. there weren't Manny, that many Manny games. Hendricks. There weren't that uh, many games left, was there? Yeah, we had like seven games left. Yeah. Still, it was yeah. about the same yeah. point. This is yeah. in November. I remember, wasn't I remember it? saying we're one and eight. Okay. We're yeah. one and eight. Why okay. are you worried about people on the field? We're right. one and eight. Right. Yeah. You had. You I had. Said we're not going to the playoffs. We're one uh-huh. and eight. One, two, and that's the three. line that he never can't forget. He can never forget that he, line. Yeah, Everson was vocal about that. Right. Exactly. You right. had six one games. and eight. You had but six at the same, games, at the same games, time, six games. We were one and eight. They are not. They yeah. are in the hunt. We right. were not. We're so, not going. To actually, you know what I was going to ask because. <laughs> He showed up for the next game at the stadium. He mm-hmm. was sitting in a suite, mm-hmm. and the As cameras uh, for the Colts. Yeah, yeah. Yes. After, after he was released, and the yeah. cameras caught him, and he got a standing ovation. <laughs> so I was going to ask, do you think if you showed up, you would have got a standing ovation at Texas Stadium? I, I would have gotten booed. Yeah, yeah. Gotten booed. So it just occurred to me, why weren't you released? Why what? Uh, why weren't you released after they when? Why didn't they do to you what Indianapolis did? With Nobody wanted anyone from a one and eighteen. It's just that simple. No one wanted anyone, and they weren't really dealing players that yeah. freely back then in nineteen eighty. Or releasing players. That, yeah, I mean, that wasn't I, something I mean, that was. It's not a trade. It's, you're past the trade deadline, yeah, and yeah. so they would be releasing you. Yeah. Okay, but but yeah, and at the same time, he probably felt that he might still need us to finish out the season. They didn't have that many players. How about this? How about this? Hmm. What if you caught on with the team and won the Super Bowl that year? That year? Uh huh. That would have been true. <laughs> <laughs> you know I, what? I, I don't let, know. Let's let him sit here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. Well, that that did work out well for me because it gave me a chance. To really look around and see where I want to go. So, mm-hmm. did you have? And I guaran- used those. Did those you have guaranteed time. money? Mm-mm. Well, what about your annuity? Thing? After the after the it, it was like this. After eight games, you know they don't have to pay you a damn thing. So that's why all the moves were always made at, at, at midseason. Okay. Because they were gonna they would get rid of you if they were gonna cut you uh, before those last eight games because then they don't have to pay you for the last eight games. Mm-hmm. So, but but after you were benched, you bit your tongue. I was just uh, special you, teams. But you, and Manny. you were not. And as far as being a locker room guy, you were silenced. Kept, you kept your mouth shut. <laughs> I was silenced. Okay. Well, nobody wanted. You know, all those guys were young, and they were like, "Hey, man, be quiet, man, because you're getting all of us in trouble." Right. And that's basically what it was all about. So right. you got, you know, I, I, yeah. why, why just blow up the spot? Right. I wasn't gonna do right. that. Yeah, I mean, I, but see, I, I think that's where they may, like in Indianapolis with Shaq Leonard, they may have been thinking, well, he starts talking. You don't want malcontents in your locker yes, room. And but they, well, they they showed his arrogance. I guess they saw his arrogance. Mm-hmm. The fact that he yeah. showed up at the game yeah. and he gets the standing. And then would it have been a problem if he were to be here 
and there's the rotations with who we already have. Mm-hmm. And it's, That's a, it's that, not the, that big of a necessity. The Cowboys here. have a have a really good chemistry in that locker room right now. And so that's what, as you're making a decision on someone like that, you have to factor that in. Okay, if this guy, who we don't really know, really know what he's all about mm-hmm. on a team in a locker room, mm-hmm. and he's not getting the snaps that. Um, I know the Parcells asked a lot of questions from a lot of people before he decided to right. sign me. Yeah, and right. even when I was uh, was on the team, he still I was asking questions on you know do they think how how well do they think I will fit in during the season? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that until after I retired years later. They yeah, much like me. what the Cowboys I'm sure did with like T. Y. Hilton mm-hmm. last year. They mm-hmm. want to make sure that he's a uh, and he has a, had a great reputation and professional guy and whatever. If it, but if you're not getting your snaps that you feel like you should be getting, then well, it, 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 you got to take a chance sometimes, though, Bill. Right. I mean, a guy like Shaq Leonard, uh, he wouldn't act the same. You would think that he wouldn't act the same way in, in the, uh, here as he acted in Indy. And like with me, I didn't act the same way in New York that I did in Dallas because the locker room was totally different. That it wasn't fractured at all. See, having said all that about Shaq Leonard, in this defense, the way Dan Quinn employs uh, with the hybrid players and stuff, they would have figured out a way to get him on. I the think field. he would have been a, yeah, a great. I, I think he would have made. I, I I agree, but it's not like he. You wouldn't have. To, he wouldn't have to have forty-five or fifty snaps even to make an impact. Yeah, in 20 snaps, you can figure out in sub-packages how to get him on the field in the best way possible. Nate Newton says, you knew this before you brought him in. Why would you bring him in? Nate in Frisco, (laughs) he writes this, (laughs) don't take the chance. Don't even upset your locker room by bringing in a guy if you know this. So he's saying if you know that this guy has issues, don't bring him in. Don't even bring him in. Don't mess up what you got going on. And he has the ties to Sirianni. So he he's already well-versed in the mm-hmm. coaching there. He has that connection with them. I don't know what he connection he would have He would probably show a lot more respect besides, to yeah. Sirianni than he's shown in Indy. And he I only think knows who here on the Cowboys, who he used to play well, with. Well, uh, Gilmore, Gilmore and Hooker. Gilmore and Hooker, yeah. And I think Sirianni might have brought – a, an assistant or two with them from the coach. Right. I haven't mm-hmm. looked at their coaching staff. But I think probably I saw, I saw there's that. connections so, elsewhere on the staff. To me, it's like this. It, you know, he wouldn't, you, like you're saying, I don't think we could really find a place for him right now quickly. I mean, it may end up helping us maybe in the future, but I think these last two or three, these next two or three games, I don't know if he would really find a spot. I mean, you st- he would replace Evans. He would have to replace Evans. He's not going to replace Bell. Right. Right. I and mean, like you said, if they come out with three tight ends, then we'll put him in there and see what he can or, do. But or they're Micah, not doing that. Get Micah off the line of scrimmage and yeah. put him in linebacker. Yeah. Because three tight ends, they're going to double team him. He's going to be ineffective. Mm-hmm. But at linebacker, at least he can run to the ball, mm-hmm. which I still think they need to do more of. Yeah, you've been pushing that for a while. Nobody's listening. Nobody's <laughs> listening. I can't understand You've been why. Pushing that for a minute. <laughs> well, you had an opportunity. You had Dan Quinn in the press conference today. This is your chance to. <laughs> right. You had the defensive coordinator. Uh, actually, right I had him. I had him afterwards. I just said, "Oh, sounds like you've done this before." <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mickey. When we come back, I've in a got moment. something for okay. you. Okay. All right. I can't wait to hear what it is mm. next. You're on mix shots. 
The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgate's going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese-to-sour-cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. <sighs> back, back to mixed shots. Get a frame-worthy family holiday photo with Santa at the Star, presented by Monument Realty. Santa Claus will be at his Cowboys-themed cottage in the Star District through December 24th. Book your visit before December 9th and save $5 with code STAR5. Visit thestardistrict.com slash Santa for more info. She's a machine, y'all. That's exactly She's right. A machine. Okay, uh, Mickey yeah. has something he desperately wants to get to in this segment. Um... <laughs> So Dan Quinn pointed this out. <laughs> they were asking him about comparing, you know, what Philadelphia did then and what you got to be careful of now. And and he basically said one of the things that Philly do, Philadelphia does well uh, is third down. Mm-hmm. And he was pointing out that most teams, if they're third and four, third and five, it's an automatic pass. But they'll run the ball. They'll call a run. Uh, or they'll do RPOs, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 he said that when they went into that game, Philadelphia was converting 50% of their third downs, and guess what they did against the Cowboys? Mm. Converted seven of 14, 50% of their third downs, and now throw in two of two on fourth downs. Mm. So that seven of six or nine of 16 on third and fourth down that they converted. And he was saying that's one of the things that we've got to be prepared for and do a better job of getting them off the field and not leaving them in fourth and one. Well, that's where the the tush-push comes in. I'm right. sure that factored mm-hmm. into, not, of course, the fourth downs. Right. Several. I'm Both sure, fourth third downs. downs. Yeah. yeah, and I think there was one 
maybe one or two third downs that they converted like that. So I thought that was interesting that that, that was one of the things that he was concentrating on, on, on how it's more difficult to defend them on third down because he said most teams will pass, 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 mm-hmm. right? He says, but they don't. And that makes it more difficult when you come in with your change that on means, defense. That means right. that – go ahead, uh, Savannah. To, to add on to that, he said the Eagles are the best – when it comes to the quarterback sneak, and that's because you have a running quarterback and a huge offensive line. Mm-hmm. So, Great offensive line. Yes. <laughs> I, I That'll think, do it. I think, I think it's the first down that makes a difference. Right. First down. Don't has, let them get seven. Don't let them right? get it. Don't let them get in that position. That's a comfort zone for them. So first down is probably extremely important. Did you see the tush push when they had the backup <laughs> quarterback in at Philadelphia? Mm-mm. Didn't quite get as much push there. So the QB makes oh, a Oh, when he went out. Yeah, yeah when Hurts went yeah. out of the game. and So when Marcus Mariota went mm-hmm. in and tried. Yeah. And he's not bad as far as the runner. Right, yeah. right. It's that leg strength that mm-hmm. Hurts has is mm-hmm. a big part of it, too. And I'll bring it up again. The San Francisco, I think it was the safety, did what I said they should do on that fourth and or third and one. Horse collar. Horse collar him mm-hmm. from behind. He just mm-hmm. didn't it's get there legal. soon enough. It's legal yeah. within the tackles. Right. He's got to get back there and because he yanked them, he pulled them back. So uh-huh. now, but you know they've seen that. So I'm sure their flank, they're going to have him flanked. Somebody's very well. be ready for somebody <laughs> coming over the yeah. top. No, they're looking for him to come around the side. Well, has anybody just like sold out with seven or eight defensive linemen and force him to throw the ball? No, I mean they would. They can't just. Throw the ball after. The I mean, snap. it's like tug of war. We, you didn't put the little guys on the on the road. Well, I mean, they have to. You know, he had to make the audible. He has to make the. That's audible. what I'm saying. Yeah, but after but the, make after, them do something different. Yeah. Well, if they don't substitute prior to the play, right. then we they can they this. can basically get up there, hurry up, and you don't and have you time. don't have you time. Don't have time. We, we talked about up. that. We talked about that. Yeah. Because I remember, you know, when the Cowboys that they had. Basically, on those third and ones or fourth and ones or whatever, they had five to six DBs in there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, maybe I should call timeout and get all the Jonathan Hankins I got on the team. Okay, and, and so you're going to spend a timeout. All right. <laughs> what, 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 what's your confidence level? Right? He's going down the hole. He can't what's, what's your confidence level? What's your confidence level? Depends, get out of there. Depends, how, depends how important that play is. Yeah, really, dude. Down I mean, the stretch. The goal line is obviously more important than uh, a third or fourth. That's what count. I meant, on yeah. the goal line. Right. Yeah. Right. And you probably don't have time to get them in there. Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah. And if you get this if, ain't you, if you get too many big guys in there, then they're just gonna audible and spread the DB. You got two skilled guys in the backfield, so they'll just audible and they'll put him out wide, put him there, put them both on one side, audible and throw some crap over there. And you got D lineman trying to cover AJ Brown. So what happens if he throws a bad pass? Because that this is working hundred percent. But bad pass all he wants. You're still going against a defensive lineman. Well, I don't even worry about that. <laughs> he might fumble the snap because he's you, in a well, hurry. You're hoping now. Because this I ain't working. Seen, I have seen we'll this. Keep hoping for that. I think Kansas City did. It might have been Chris Jones or one of their other defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. They just hauled off and <laughs> knocked the heck out of one of those offensive linemen. Well, that was in front they, of them. they didn't care if it was a false start or not. They just 
Say, okay, we're you're going you're gonna to do this to us. You're going to take a beating doing it. You know, oh, we're going to. And it's legal in that regard. Uh-huh. Yeah, it you just, can't do it. On whoever the was is just hauled off and just drove them back yeah, into the backfield. No, you can't hit the center. But and, in this one, you can. Yeah. And Kelsey's going to be waiting on Knock the hell out of those offensive linemen where they don't want to do it anymore. I want some guys in the there one snorting. You got to hit Kelsey first. Yeah. You got to hit Kelsey first. So you let me know how that turns out. Yeah. Well, yeah. And he's so lowly. <laughs> right. Too. And he's I the mean, man. <laughs> and he's like 350 pounds, yeah, isn't he, or something? And he's smart. So. He's not. No, he's not that big. He's not big. No. In fact, that's how he moves so well. He's, you know, he's. He's more in the oh, you're right, yeah. two ninety five. Yeah, that's close. Enough. Yeah, I mean he's out in that open field, and that's a lot. A lot of what they do in the run game is they pull the center, and he gets out in front of them. Didn't he's I, so didn't, fun to watch. Didn't Gino? Didn't Gino? He went. He he didn't. He chose not to. Was it Gino or was it Browning? Was that Browning? He chose not to go up. They went outside. I saw one quarterback. I think it was Browning. He chose not to go in. He went this way. It was, it, was a, it was a black guy, I think. Or you can throw a quick pitch to somebody, right? Yeah. You, you can He's pitch right there it to next the to tight him. end. Philly no, no. ran a sweep to Swift for a touchdown off that play. Right. Mm. So he, 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 run, he lines up just to his right when he snaps the ball. He kind of just hands it to him. Mm. Yeah. And he goes so out the back door, and that's what they yeah, did. They so, went for a touchdown the, the week before they played us. Uh, so whoever's lining up on the edge, they got to respect the edge. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to. Yeah, but what? So edge. what? You well, can't stop this. <laughs> Make them do something else. Yeah, it was like 10 yards out, so they ran for a touchdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But on the goal <laughs> line. On the goal line, you kind of have to stop. Yeah. I'd make him. He, who knows? He might get in a hurry and fumble the that, snap or throw a bad first hand. First down up. is important. Right. First down is important. <laughs> you don't have to worry about all that other stuff. You can't let him get into a third and two or fourth and one. But they seem to always do. Right. That's How does true. that happen? Uh, by design. That's why when you have a running quarterback, that's easy to do because that's all he does. Run a quarterback draw, and he, he gets you seven yards easily. Well, all I know is today before the show, uh, Mickey and I were listening to Nick Sirianni's press conference a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he said at the very end they asked him about the defense and how they played with San Francisco. And he said going into this Sunday's matchup, He's having the defense watch all of the tape, and he's watching the offensive tape. He said, I want to give them the offensive point of view. So he's going into it, trying to pump up their defense as far mm-hmm. as what they do offensively. Well, their defense can't stop us. I know that much. Well, right now, they have converted 47.9% of their third downs and 73.7% of their fourth downs, 14 of 19. So I, it doesn't say how many of those are like one-yard runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do we counter that with our offense, right? Score points. Score points. Got to score. Mm-hmm. And so they and nearly they haven't showed that they can stop our offense. And they either. nearly scored 32 points right. in that game. So I, I you know, to me – we should have got a pool report. We should. On we that, should. On we should get out. We got to get out fast. Yes. We got to get out fast and stay stay in front. Because if you look at what San Francisco did, they held Hertz to like twenty yards rushing. Mm-hmm. On I want to say seven carries. It was seven right? for twenty. Yep. So they kind of and they left their secondary 
exposed, and they said, look, you guys are going to have to handle their wide receivers. And they did pretty well. Yeah. I think he had close to 300 yards passing, but. 298. It, it wasn't as effective as, like, say, Dak's 298. Right. Because that was all coming while they were trying to catch up. I mean, held them to 19 points. So well, you the, think that was the fewest they scored all year? And I the, believe it was. And the ni- the uh, Eagles. Good secondary in San Francisco. But the Eagles' offense has not been clicking like it did last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though Hertz is in the MVP conversation and so forth, it has not been clicking at the same rate as what it was last year. And a lot of that probably has to do with the injury that Hertz is dealing with. Mm-hmm. So that, he's not running the ball as much. That mighty Jets defense held him to 14 points. Mm-hmm. And then they scored 31, 38, 21. The Chiefs held him to 21. 37 and then just 19. Yeah. And but they were able to pull out a lot of those games. They were able to they were able to win those games even though the offense wasn't that effective. Right. And that's why Hurts is in the MVP uh, mm-hmm. category is because he's able to win those games not by himself, but he was definitely the catalyst. He's in the MVP conversation games. because of the tush push. He's got he's got twelve <laughs> rushing touchdowns. Yeah, I think he's got nineteen touchdown passing touchdowns. He's got twelve rushing touchdowns. It gets him up to thirty one. It's not just the, the tush no, push. I, I, it's I not know, this I that, know, but I know, he's, I know. You know the amazing thing is is in both games against the Commanders, Washington scored thirty one points mm-hmm. in each game. Thirty one. Yeah. They say Philadelphia always has a hard time with Washington. No, they got a hard time with us. Well, they, they, can't, they, they can't cover our wide receivers. They, well, you expect them to have a hard time with they the Cowboys. Cover our, they can't cover anyone's wide receivers. That's why they brought in Byard. And he still hadn't improved. And Roby, too. Yeah, it hadn't improved much for them. So, no, I've seen him get beat. Yeah, yeah. So what you, what you have, our formula is we need to keep rolling offensively and the defense – they just have to play off of us. Just hang in there. I'm, See, not, I'm not happy with it, but they have to play off of our offense. So Savannah and Mickey, they did their pre-show prep listening to Sirianni, the coach. Okay. We, we weren't I even used, invited. We weren't yeah, invited. I, I do my <laughs> I pre-show we prep. Cool. Well, I, we te- cool. I texted you, you guys guy? the <laughs> Mike McCarthy news right before. You did. So true. So, did. so true. Yeah. So I, I that's how I found out about it. I passed today. it out to my family. I passed uh, it on the family WhatsApp. Uh-oh, here we go. Great. Yep. But. But I do my pre-show prep listening to the whip in Philadelphia. Oh, mm-hmm. Was it entertaining? It, uh, I wouldn't say it was entertaining, <laughs> but to get a feel for what's uh, what's wrong with the Eagles. And they are not happy with what's going on with Darius Slay and uh, James Bradbury nope. in their secondary. They can't cover anybody. Not happy, oh, how they're playing. How yeah. they're playing, oh. yeah. De- uh, Debo called him out and then came in and did what he said he was going to do. Well, the well, co- the Cowboys didn't have any problems thrown against them, mm-hmm. right? Not at all. And we'll obviously watch out for the injury report later to come to see what Philly's going to do since they have Zach Cunningham out as well. At linebacker. Mm-hmm. At linebacker. Who has then, been playing well. Their tight end, Dallas Goddard. 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 Yep. What's up with him? Goddard's been out for a while. He, oh, it okay. was, um, which game was it where he is his It was elbow. the Cowboy game. It was was a Cowboy game. They're thinking yeah. maybe he might be back. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's eligible. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it was obvious when he got hurt 
Was it Bell that uh, made the tackle? I yeah, believe so. Bell yeah, I think it was. Tackle. Yeah, and, he uh, stiff armed him and he grabbed that's his right. arm. Yeah, it was just on a stiff arm. And uh, so let's remember the first time around, Dak threw for three hundred and thirty-three yards against them, mm-hmm. and he completed um, twenty-nine of forty-four passes. So they threw on him. Problem was in their at their place. The fourth down play got stopped six inches. They said, and then the two point conversion with the foot. With the foot. Well, I got a sneeze, so it's about time for us. <laughs> oh, get, get the lights off. Yeah, grab it. All right, glass cleaner. We will shout at you again tomorrow here on Mix Shots. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this,